Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello everyone and welcome to Oh What A Night, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. We have got a stellar lineup uh, for you today on this deluxe edition of the pod. Um, <laughs> uh, Jude Summerfield, how you getting on? You right there, sir? Yeah, yeah. You look, like you're, wearing, nice. you look like you're wearing overalls, you've got painting today. Yeah, my mum my and my sisters have made that joke a few times as I well. I was literally Although about I... to say mum joke there. Yeah, <laughs> I prefer going with uh, I'm off to make some oat lattes or something like that instead. I think that's a little better. He is in Brighton. Is I, <laughs> I was more just looking for any opportunity to just shove in digs about paint or Dulux at any available point. I thought you were going to call him Dulux Summerfield. I feel like you missed one there. <laughs> Very, nice. Very nice. Very nice. Um, uh, Hunter, how are you getting on? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Still reeling from our entire club being bodied by a, a paint <laughs> by a dog, <laughs> a paint dog. But I've quite enjoyed it, to be honest. It's always that these are the times where I enjoy Twitter because it just everyone goes into like hyperdrive and anger, memes, the lot. Just give it in. I'm here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and um, on a huge money deal, on a cash plus player deal, we've swapped out Sean Walsh, Dan Kilpatrick, and a hefty sum of money. For Flav, how are you getting on, mate? Uh, yeah, usually with that money, I would buy a Farrell and Ball. But, <laughs> but I'm thinking because of this, because of this sort of this this heroic event that's happened this morning, that I'm actually going to switch to Julux. Mm. Um, yeah, this uh, I've, I've enjoyed it. I don't think there's a. It's not, it's not the end of the world, is it? It's not the thing to worry about. Again. Probably weird. <laughs> it's just such a weird thing. It's just so. It's so like it. I don't think I've ever been confronted with something like this before. It's like, we continuously find ways to just sort of like do the weird and wonderful. Like mm. you announce a new partner and then half an hour later, the entire thing's in meltdown because he's <laughs> has gone rogue on the Twitter. It's, it's <laughs> honestly so good. Uh, uh, like 
Uh, uh, Sean, Sean Walsh, friend of the pod. Uh, <laughs> he's, now, he's now been moved. He did, he did uh, the top 10 most embarrassing things to happen to Spurs this year. And I just want to run them past you and see if you agree with his, his order. All right. So at, at 10, Jesse Lingard and the band. At nine, drawing El Jurassico. At eight, drawing El Jurassico again. At seven, <laughs> getting walked over by a Brighton side who hadn't won at home in a year. At six, Joe Hart social media claiming we'd won 3 uh, <laughs> 0. At, at, at five is the Dulux, at the Dulux mugging us off within minutes of sponsorship. Uh, at four, <laughs> everything the head, head coach has said. At three, 10 minutes uh, in the 3 3 versus West Ham. At two, rolling over to the worst Arsenal team in 50 years. And at one, the Dynamo's a grab collapse. So just do you do you agree with that? Do you agree with that listing? Is there anything you'd add? Well, it's good uh, that we can all have a it's good that we can all sort of kind of like see the last side of it. I think that's probably the the, the most important thing, isn't it? Like particularly Sean. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> because on this pod he's usually quite scathing. So um so it's good that he can like actually have a lighthearted jab. I think the rant Having about said, the the feeding your kids has got to be like number two surely i know he's put everything our manager has said but like actually taking that literally rather than figuratively <laughs> it's think, quite embarrassing it, the thing is everything we were told everything we were warned we were warned about him and all of us I, I, well I, I, i'll speak for myself i 100 percent believe the the media the, the charm offensive at the start i was like he's changed he's had a year out of the game He's desperate to get back in management. Spurs are primed for him to win trophies. We never won one in you know God knows how long. This is perfect. What could go wrong? And Man United says, "Well, this is what's going to go wrong." And it's all come to pass. It's all come to pass. And I, but you never saw a Dulux dog getting involved. There's yeah. no way. That you tell me. You tell me. <laughs> this is it, it's it, water. What a mess! What, a mess. <laughs> what club? This to me is the is the like the This is supporting Spurs, like, yeah. <laughs> just like the weird and wonderful, the absolute crap, the 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 massive lows with the minor highs. Yeah, this is it, and it's quite you know take. It's a fun journey. But hasn't it to... made you? Have you found this like? There's a sort of strange. Um... I don't even know what the words would, would be. There's been kind of like, you know, that meme of the house on fire with the little girl at the front <laughs> smiling. Like there is a little bit of me this morning. It's been like, Oh, I bloody love Tottenham. Mm. <laughs> like, I just love us. Like we're, we're just, this, this is, this is kind of us all over, isn't it? Like we did, we, there's some things that are a bit wet and wild. There's other things that are kind of, fun there's the part of us where we get it completely right sometimes we get it completely wrong and like it's been sort of a bit of a perfect storm this week ahead of what is now a massive game for us as well mm-hmm. like we've got we have actually got a really really important game against Everton on Friday night mm. because Everton have got what two games in hand on us one now but what I mean I'm not I don't mean, mean to yeah. but I don't mean to question the validity of this podcast um, <laughs> but <laughs> How important is this game on Friday? <laughs> what difference is it going to make if we lose or win? If we I don't lose, know, you tell we drop me. down to eighth. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, we, are we going to finish top four? No. 
Um, if we lose, we might not finish in the Europa League. Or, you know, that's it, really. There's no jeopardy anymore left in the season. The season is over in March, or it was over in March, which is something that we always hated. And then the irony of that is that for four weeks in the season, we were top. We've never done that in the Premier League history. <laughs> and quite late in the season as well. November, I mean, it? Yeah, November. We were a decent way into the season, you know. I'm weirdly looking forward to this game against Everton, though. I really, I don't know why. I just feel like we're going to slap them. And there were elements against that Man United game. I know, I know, right? And that's bad. But there were parts of that game where we did play through them, maybe four or five occasions. They yeah. deserved everything. But we, we, we are capable of getting through defences. And the results, we will get results towards the end of the, from this point to the end of the season. So, and, and I'd refuse, despite all the, all the stuff that how, how much of a banter club we've been in parts this season, certainly this morning. Um, I refuse to go into any game thinking we're not going to win. I still do. I still think we're going to win every one of them. But, mm. you know, I realised five minutes in that that's stupid. <laughs> but you're, still, you're thinking about 2017-18 again, aren't you? Just, just thinking that's about it, yeah. <laughs> that's when, a, I think what you, what you said there, though, Hainsey, about like, oh, I still love the club. I think it's easier to feel like this right now because it all feels like whatever's happening is coming to an end. You know, we're near the end of the season, we're near the end of the league. And whether you believe it or not, there's, uh, there's only two ways around Mourinho now. The, the results pick up and everyone goes, oh, okay, brilliant. We can get back on board now because we, we've turned a corner. We can see the light or it doesn't happen, more likely, and he gets fired and we start again with someone else. And when you start again with someone else, there's always a good feeling around the club. There's always, always a good feeling around the club. So I think it's easier now for people to sort of see this Dulux thing as like, oh, God, another thing that's sort of piling on top of us, blah, 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 because everything's the comments from Mourinho, the performances, <coughs> this, everything at the moment feels like it's coming to the end of a, end of what, a cycle. And we might be a year ahead of ahead of uh, the calendar suggested, but it was always going to end like this, wasn't it? Well, I suppose that is important to look actually a, a little bit more because we recorded the pod on Monday in the wake of the, the United game. But there, there's been a little bit more discussion since then. And I've listened to a few podcasts and a few different, different shows um, since then. I do feel like there's been a marked change this time around off the back of the United game. The, the, the discourse has moved on a little bit. It's, it's not just, it's not like a case of, Oh, this could go one way or the other. I feel like the media have moved uh, to be a little bit more hostile towards Spurs. Is that fair? I, I feel like the, the, I'll be honest. I think a lot of people in the media are constantly waiting for, waiting to put out their Jose Mourinho stuff that they wrote three years ago. Who was it? Daniel Story, Daniel Story actually actually posted uh, a piece that he wrote about Mourinho at Manchester United and said, I haven't, I've had to change zero words on this and it's still exactly the same. So just changed the words Man United to Tottenham. That was, mm. uh, that was an article that he, or a part of an article that he wrote on Football 365. Yeah. It's, it's hard to, it's, I think it's hard to sort of stand up for Mourinho here because it is the exact same thing happening and like it's not it's no better the results aren't better the football's not better and the relationship with the club and the fans is exactly what happened at United so it's it's a weird except he won something at United look we got a league cup in (laughs) (laughs) we've got a league cup in 10 days City have their Champions League this is the glimmer of hope 
City have their Champions League semi-final but, two days yeah. after. Mm. How important do you think the quadruple is to Pep? I don't think it's probably as important as... Nah, Champions I think League, he, mate. Yeah, that's all that matters for him, doesn't because it? Because this ultimately, for this City team, I'm kind of... I get bollocked by City fans when I talk about this, but I, uh, I really, really don't believe this City team will be seen as a generational side worldwide unless they win the Champions League like it, you can win three four Premier League titles and get the all-time record point score but Europe won't recognize you as a powerhouse of European football until you win the Champions League yeah, it's they're just a good team in Britain they're a good team in England that's it that's, and, that's yeah. 100% it and you've got like Juventus and Serie A <laughs> who win title after title probably not this season anyway but you couldn't say what's their best team like ever because they they flop in the Champions League it's like almost exactly the same thing yeah yeah yeah, and it, like it, I suppose for, I suppose for us, that's a real that that that's something. I'm at that point right where I'm I'm just desperate for things to cling on to around <laughs> the League Cup final because I do what I look at that City side and I think since they've turned the corner they've been imperious. Like the yes, they've lost games where they've maybe not been quite at it because their minds elsewhere. But I don't get the impression that there will be a lack of focus from Man City. I mean, I'm bloody hope that they take their eye off the ball and play Zinchenko in midfield again but I can't uh, I can't envisage that Guardiola is going to do that this time around no I'm I'll be I'll be honest yeah I'm, I'm sort of with you I think if anything they're going to go into this like hyper killer mode for like because they've got four they've basically got four weeks of finals you know the Premier League is theirs they'll win that over the next sort of three or four games They've got League Cup, then it, then it's Champions League. Then it's, well, they've got their FA Cup semi-final this weekend, don't they, against Chelsea. So if they win if they win this weekend, then it's just like final, semi-final, final, final. <laughs> like, really, this will, it'll be, it will be the defining moment of Pep Guardiola's reign at City, I think, these, these sort of next two months. But we've just got to hope that that first one, they're still thinking about the semi-final. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In them... <laughs> In, if that was if Spurs were in that situation where we had four finals in the bounce, you, was it look, my first thought? If I was putting myself in that sort of thing, fuck, it's gonna be really bad when we lose every single one. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's pathetic, but that's exactly what that was the first thing that comes to mind. If that imagine, imagine, imagine how, how difficult that would be to deal with. So you're Which saying not- Jose hasn't changed your mentality into a winning te- mentality yet? Fuck. I've been a complete flake this year. I've won. I've enjoyed watching your journey though, Flav. <laughs> I mean, look what this is where I am now. I'm broken. I'm, I'm at a point of tears. I want the season to be over as fast as possible. I'm not, I haven't enjoyed this journey at all. It's been horrible. If this is, if this is a film though, the, the, I suppose the positive way to look at it is, is like films that have happy endings don't win off. Yeah. Like that, we're just like we're just going to sort of cut to you, just sort of sitting solemnly, like on I've a bench watched... somewhere, just looking seen, quite down. And that'll be the end of the film. And the wild. Yes, great. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but the bloke dies at the end. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what watching football's like. That, that's kind of what I felt like. Um, he's... <laughs> I saw I saw a great tweet yesterday as well that said uh, you just know that the minute that Spurs get bought bought by an oil, oil baron they'll find a way to run cars on water. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's a great tweet. Uh, so true. I think the uh, I suppose with the with the League Cup final though, what you just touched on there, Flav, I think it's quite interesting, right? This idea that we're supposed to be having this shift in mentality and really kind of like. 
I think Windy might have said it on his pod. Actually, I think it might have been Bardi who said the irony of our current situation is if you were to, let's just say for a second that like there was a, a decision to make a change in management or, or, or a change in the coaching staff and you said, right, you can only bring one person in to win you this League Cup final. Who's going to be the person that you bring in to get across the line? He'd be like, well, Jose Mourinho yeah. <laughs> every day of the week. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. a really, a really interesting situation to be faced with. And I do wonder whether, like, that th- th- there is an inquisitive side of me that sits here and goes, well, this is exactly what Jose Mourinho was brought in to do. So yeah. maybe, like, mm-hmm. everyone, regardless of the fact that we've just been beaten by United... Maybe we need to start getting a little bit back into that mindset of how we were ahead of the, the Champions League final, albeit on a lower scale. I get that. But that that two-week run-up to the Champions League final was one of the most special times to be a Spurs fan ever. <coughs> that was, was the Champions League final, though, Hainsey. It was so <laughs> special, though. Do you remember that? Just that constant feeling of optimism every it was lovely. single day. Yeah. When you start to work out the ways in which we potentially... Yeah, but we're going to beat... It's, why, it's why I drove to Madrid. I was like, <laughs> let's go to Madrid. We'll drive yeah. to Madrid. It's but this fun. Is, but we've learned our lesson, haven't we? We've learned <laughs> our lesson. We know what happens. So no, I'm sorry, Ben. We won't. <laughs> so, shut not... out your ass. <laughs> yeah. None of it. We're 40 seconds into the game. Get a handball. Yeah. A handball that consequently changed the handball rule. Yes. Not for the first time that's happened to Tottenham. No. <laughs> this season. <laughs> this season. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I would say. If you if you took out all the context of the season, which is obviously a nonsense thing to do, and said it's Mourinho versus Pep Guardiola, these are the two squads that will be going up against each other. You'd be like, all right, of course City are the favourites, but there's a good chance Spurs could win this because because Mourinho has done this to Pep Guardiola sides before. They have previous. That's that's what I'm sort of hanging my hat on for hope. But as Flav said, it goes no way to repairing the the disconnect between the club and the fans now, and even the manager and the fans. And I think that's the the wider problem. Yeah, that's a really interesting. I, I do wonder as well if, if it, let's just imagine that Spurs do win the League Cup final. Like I, I do, I do feel like the pendulum will swing a little bit. I feel like a lot of the people that are kind of they're not the floating voters, as it were could easily be swayed or could nip back the other way. I mean, Flav definitely will nip back the other way. Oh, no yeah. doubt about and, it. And without, 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 give him another year. If he gets us a trophy, he's done what uh, Pochettino could never do. Um, I, I, I don't think there's that many floating voters either. I, I think, I think um, you know, we put, put it was the Athletic put a poll out saying um, only 47% of Spurs fans would be happy to see Jose Mourinho next season. Only Steve Bruce had less popularity than Jose Mourinho. And I thought, even that sounds high. I put a tweet out before the Man City game, uh, before the, Liber- the Man United game, rather. And it was actually 33% of the people that listened to the fighting cop would want him. Now, I think it'd be even less. I, 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 I don't think winning the League Cup saves him. No, I don't, or, I don't think so. That, John, say, Ter- that John Terry hug did too much damage. <laughs> <laughs> it may it may give him another year with Daniel Levy, but I think the fan, like some fans, Windy, for example, would made them made his mind up the second he he joined. He didn't want him, doesn't want him, never wanted him, and he could see what would come to pass. And to his credit, it, it has. But I don't think he wanted to be right. You know, he hasn't enjoyed most of us haven't enjoyed most of the football. 
I think think in the start of the season there was there was there was cause to be optimistic. You know, significant performance and Man City and Arsenal. Mm. Yeah, all of those things. That I mean, the fact is, it was evident. And then you went for that patch of playing really poor football, and you know the counter attacking wasn't working. And then if if you're playing like that at a club like Tottenham, the your the um. You know, you, the grace period you get is isn't long at all. Um, but it's just, I just thought like it was the one thing. It's like the same players, different, no, different player, same manager, different players. I'm like, you don't need to say that. You don't no. just shut your mouth. No. Just don't mm. say it because mm. this is your reputation on the line here, right? This is what that can't help you. Not this isn't gonna. Spurs will move on, right? And this is the one thing as a football, no matter how bad something is. It's so cyclical that you just wait long enough and then something new comes along, right? Yeah. But no, he that's not the same for him. This is the biggest job he'll have for the rest of his career. He won't find another a job as, as big as this, I don't think. I don't think, I think the longer he behaves in the way he does, the more in tatters his reputation becomes. He hasn't won anything significant, and that includes the Europa League, compared to what he'd done previously in years. So what he's only damaging his own legacy by talking that way, I think. Mm. Um, the same manager, different players thing reminds me a little bit of the um, uh, well, that's your job, isn't it? Quote from the office. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to come up with a way of you know figuring this out and making them play better, and not giving us the same performance every week <laughs> um, to to latch onto. So, well, po- yeah. Pochettino, the same thing you could apply to Pochettino, isn't it? It's the same manager, different players. Flav, I'm I'm interested to know how did how did you find did you watch any of the um, uh, PSG Bayern game? No, because I remember you say I think you said it might have been on the the gas tank might have been on here that you were just like look I'm I'm sort of done watching watching Poch like he's not he doesn't mean anything to me anymore he's not at the he's not at the club. No, I mean, I mean I appreciate the the times you know and how good it was when I was watching him, but he's gone he's gone. I don't, I don't understand this. I don't understand this infatuation with him. Uh, I don't understand Spurs fans willfully wanting another football club that have no association with at all to win. It doesn't make any... It goes against... I want every team all the time to lose. I know that's impossible. It's not the way football works. <laughs> but other than Spurs, that's all I'm interested in. I'm, and, and I'm not a fan of the sport, I've got to be said. I, I, I'm a fan of Tottenham Hotspur and I'm a fan of the culture around football. But the game itself, I understand you guys love it. And you watch loads of that's it. That's <laughs> no, it's not that. It ain't that. It ain't that. Because like, I play computer games, right? I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm not se- separating myself and saying I'm cooler. I'm not. It isn't that. It's just I don't enjoy. I don't enjoy the the, the nitty gritty of, of football. Yeah, sure. Ta- sure. Ta- like tactical talk is is um. Yeah, I'm just not interested in it. I'm not interested in it. I'm, no, I'm, I can I'm see it the... physically hurts you when people go into XG mode. I like XG, bizarrely. It's, it's <laughs> no, like, you know, I swear to God, I, I find XG quite interesting. I like that is, the, uh, that is like the antithesis to what everything you I just know, said. That is... Oh, I know. Look, I know. <laughs> I, I, the rule. I, I, I find it interesting because you can. It's probably a good barometer of where a team should be in the the position in the league. That's interesting. But you can apply that to anything in put like uh, you know statistics, it's interesting, right? But sitting down and watching a game that doesn't involve my team and has no impact on what it might do is is I just I'd rather do anything else. And and the same goes for players that leave. I didn't want Bale to do well at, at Real Madrid, 
as soon as he left Tottenham, I forgot about him. And, and until he's, he's forced down your throat again by scoring an overhead kick in the, in, the, in the final. I didn't go, yes. Nice one, Gareth. Um, do you remember when you played for us? You're not thinking about it right now, are you? You just scored for another team in the cup final. Like, they, they don't care about us. And, and I don't really care about them when they stop doing things that make my life better. Harry Kane, I, I was, I was saying the same thing about Harry Kane when he leaves. I, I hope he doesn't succeed after he leaves, leaves Tottenham. Why would Did I want anyone him else to? just have a twinge of, you got too far there, mate. Fucking hell, we've all had a few. That's the way, look, you choose to leave Tottenham, you, you're a traitor. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. I, think I know, like, I know I think... I'm not representative of most Spurs fans, I appreciate that. No, yeah, but I'm, no, I'm one, very no, much no. in the camp of go on, Harry, you go out there and you win some bloody trophies, mate. You deserve oh, it. You're, you're a star. <laughs> it's a, well, it won't make you feel physically sick. Watching oh, no, lifting. definitely. Watch, I watched Pochettino, uh, you know, take PSG past Bayern Munich the other day, albeit it was a brilliant, it was a brilliant game of football. I know that means nothing to you, but uh, and I <laughs> thought <laughs> afterwards. We're talking about it. I'll swear on Twitter. Yeah, afterwards, I was like, I was like, that hurt a little bit. That hurts watching him be brilliant <laughs> with 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 that team. Yeah. It hurts. It hurts Neymar going over to him and and giving him a big. And they're doing the thing that him and Eric Dyer did after we got to Champions League final. It's a, you know, I don't like. You know, I don't enjoy that. Oh, stop <laughs> so, watching it. Stop watching I can't, it. it. Can't. <laughs> it's too good. <laughs> to be honest, it's probably the best game of football I've watched in. I've, I've heard it was amazing. Yeah, I, was, I would never. There's nothing. I've never. I would never watch it. Not if, because of that. I, 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 you know, Pochettino's gone. I mean, I'd rather, I felt so much better with him being there. But now he's gone. I'm going to save myself the agony of watching him do well with a better looking bird. Do you know what I mean? That is so. It, there is such shades of that, and I thought it had gone. I thought we were at that point where, you know, you know, after you, you stop going out with someone and then like they go and get off with like David Gandhi and you're like, oh, for God's sake. Like, yeah. And you're like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, like then, your, it's like your ex-girlfriend marrying David Beckham or something yeah. like that. It's and like, then, you're never going to be fine with that. And then a year later, like you see them and they're doing better than ever and you're like, yeah, I'm over it. Only I'm not over it and I'm yeah. bloody angry. <laughs> I know, I know no, one's, no one's really talking about it because Poch is sort of seen the show, but Christian Eriksen's about to win Serie A with, with Inter Milan as, as a starring role now. I mean, is that, that, he's, he's playing well, is he? He's playing well, yeah. But see? He's playing all right. He's playing all right. Yeah, yeah nice, like dude. Bring nice, dude. Nice, Bring, Bring it back to Earth. Down. Down. It's not like he's got 15 down. goals, 15 assists or anything like that. He's doing... <laughs> That's Let's just quickly. So what I'm taking from that is we are going to win the League Cup and we're going to bang Everton this Friday. We are. Let's, um, let, let's, let's quickly get on to the, the, the Everton chat. We sort of were talking before the show a little bit about how, how Everton are a, a bit wild themselves, a little bit sort of misleading in some of the chat around that's gone on this season. I've often felt that Everton, when they don't have a few of their sort of leading lights, they look quite average. They look like quite a, a bang average side. Is anyone else sort of different to that? Do anyone really like Everton or think they're particularly poor? No, I'm right there with you. I, I actually went to Brighton Everton on Monday and um, Brighton usually serve up like pretty horrible games of football to watch, <laughs> especially when I go to the Amex, apparently. And Dude, you should, was... Just for, for listeners, you should make your, your sort of Brighton is your neck of the woods, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm down. I'm, you're not just I've like been here since. You're not just like, oh, I support Brighton as well as. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Of course, no. I've been in Brighton since pandemic started. Um, so I've just gone to a few of their games just because. Um, 
and yeah, they were they were horrific. And Brighton missed about five, six clear cut chances, and Everton have like Bernard and Decore and Delph out injured, so they were a very tough watch, I have to say. And um, I don't think it's going to be much better on Friday. Do you have more <laughs> chaos potentially? Because I mean, the FA Cup game was chaos. I I, I think that was. A, a rarity and I think that's what Flav's hoping for and I just cannot see it because I remember the, both the games last season were two, the two worst games of our season they were so boring I think it was it was 1-0 one one and 1-0 one, one all, all one, one. All, yeah, it was yeah. the uh, it was one Son Gomez game wasn't it yeah exactly and then the, the game the season before that was also our worst game of the season absolutely and and well, look, the first game of this season we lost 1-0 didn't and we and it was awful right mm. like as a as a football match to watch beyond the fact that we lost and we all thought god what a season we're going to have here um it was a really bad game so flav flav is way more <laughs> uh, optimistic about the game being fun so I'll defer to him. Oh, well, I, I, I don't. There's no reason. Why I, <laughs> I don't. I don't feel like Joe's. I don't know. I just feel like we're. It's just blind optimism, and it's much healthier to feel, feel optimistic about something than pessimistic. It makes me feel better. So I just choose. I, I could choose to feel that way. I, I can't offer any tactical insight into why. <laughs> into why I think we'll be. I, I haven't watched enough of Everton to know really, but that's encouraging. Um, I did. I think. Decore in midfield. Is he injured? Is he out? Is he? Yeah, he's out. That's such out. good news because he's I, I rate him so highly. I love yeah. I love Neil Watford. I think it's a player that we should have we should have looked yeah, at. We should have. Sure. Definitely. Dembele really... replacement. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, with Hoybier and him in the midfield, you know, it's such a massive upgrade on Sissoko that uh, it, that would have been wonderful, but you know, it it, it didn't happen. Um, we've got Calvert Lewin at 75%. Mm. To, to make mm. it so I mean hopefully he doesn't make it because I do rate Calvert-Lewin as yeah, well yeah he's fantastic yeah I mean what about Rodriguez is he fit yeah he is fit yeah he was really disappointed on Monday and he has yeah. been for a while actually he was like obviously a massive marquee signing and everyone thought he was going to smash it and he was just he was nowhere. He was, he was doing nothing. Certainly good against us, wasn't he? Easy to do in August, yeah. though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Easy to he, do was in twer- August. he was twerking all over the place in August. <laughs> it was magnificent to watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No else had... What's happened? So if, if Brighton's so boring to watch, what, I thought like Graham Potter was the next coming. Nah, they're not boring to watch, they're dude. They just can't watch. score. They just, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's nil-nil draw and they serve up a lot of those, apparently, when I go and watch them. So, yeah. Graham, Potter's, Graham Potter Spurs? I honestly, I'm saying this. I love watching Brighton play. I love watching Brighton play. I loved watching Villa play. Uh, they, they, so as two like slightly smaller managers, wouldn't mind D Smith or Graham Potter. But it's not going to be those. It's not going to be those. It's going to be. Can you imagine brilliant. Kane's face though? Right, when <laughs> the, we've got a new manager. Jose's gone. All right. <laughs> Who is it? Is it Nagelsmann? Maybe Nagelsmann and Graham Potter comes in, so the uh, change room case is half sake. Danny Rose googling who he is. <laughs> uh, so you're just desperate for a uh, Basuma to come across, aren't you? Oh, I love him. I love that him. I just think he's such a player. Someone called me arrogant for saying that whoever signs him is going to be. A, it's someone literally added me. I was like, "You're so arrogant." Because I posted on Monday morning. I was like, "Whoever that signs this guy, like a Brighton fan, a Brighton fan, yeah." And I was like, "Why?" <laughs> I, it's been reported everywhere that he's not going to be there next season. Like, there's a, probably about 15 clubs who want want him because he is like that box to box, both footed, really strong in the tackle. 
he's just like a dream central midfielder. And so many clubs need that sort of central midfielder at the moment. And yeah, apparently I'm, <laughs> apparently I'm arrogant. That's one thing that I, I, I have to say that we do have to give the, the club credit for. That used to suck. Do you remember when that was us? Mm. When we were a mid-table side and like we had one player or two players that sort of popped out of obscurity and suddenly they were like, oh my God, these quality... And then everyone couldn't wait to send them off to the next club. And like every pundit in the media was like, well, unfortunately, I have to leave Tottenham. And it's <laughs> well, like... It's sort of happening now, to be honest. It's I mean, just... But it's happened... Like, it, it, there, there is an undeniable... When the, the Forbes list came out the other day, it's mm. undeniable now that Spurs are a, a, a massive club. When, when you were in the top 10 most valuable clubs in the world, you just can't really argue with it anymore. You can't fight that. We are a massive club, but we do need. Obviously, we need to take that next step. But yeah, yeah. sorry, go on, Flav. Yeah, well, just that, that's that's ultimately. And this is this is almost the most soulless thing that I'll ever say. You know, in terms of the way I feel about football now, is that we and 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 I had this. I was having a conversation. If you can believe this, a conversation with DT, and um, <laughs> uh, and. And 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 I was saying, look, the, fun, the fundamental fact here is, and this is what all everyone's just choosing to to ignore, is that f- Tottenham off the pitch have overtaken Arsenal in a significant way. Not yeah. about trophies, not about how good the manager is, just in terms of the way the clubs run and the revenue that's being generated. It's on. It's black and white. We 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 turned over fifty one million pounds or, or made fifty one million pounds more than Arsenal did. That's a huge amount of money. Mm. And it's because of that, it's only a matter of time before that translates. It might be drip-fed to the pitch. It may happen in one lump sum one day. Um, but as soon as we're just left to be run as a football club, but there's no pandemic, we're allowed to play in our stadium for a full... We still haven't done that at a full, st- st- uh, full season in our stadium. Mm. Um, and now to, to reap all of the wonderful benefits of the globalisation of the Premier League brand, then you might see something that's actually genuinely um, progressive... In a football club, if you think of look at two teams on paper in terms of Arsenal and Tottenham, this one generates more money than this one. Ergo, this one is much more likely to succeed than this one. That's the wall of thumb. You got more money, you are more successful in football. Um, and, um, and and for that reason, I'm never despairing of our. Oh, we are we're screwed. We, this mm. is over because there'll be more opportunities because we've got more money than most people, and that's just. Just, you know, that's you only going to get grander as well, isn't it? Yeah, that's why. But again, that's where Daniel Levy. I mean, he gets a lot of stick, and I think rightly so. But he does deserve credit for for I'm still here, guys. putting the putting the club in the position it is in terms of turning it into a business that that is as as Flav said is global is um, is in a position to do things like an NFL deal. We have an NFL change room in our stadium. We you know. If we if this pandemic doesn't happen, we have two or three uh, sold out stadium tours at Tottenham Hotspur, which brings in massive revenue. Like there's lots of things wrong with the footballing side of things, but as a business, Spurs is Spurs is pretty impressive. I, I definitely have that point. Um, I, I, I can't remember which game it was, but it would have been kind of back end or sort of midpoint of last season before the pandemic but but um actually no it was it was towards the beginning of the season so we had fans in the stadium weather was good 
we had an early kickoff and I remember walking around the kind of goal line bar post-match with people playing music and people having beers and stuff. And I remember thinking like, this is unreal. Like no other club could do this. Mm. There's not another club in the league that can be essentially driving, driving huge amounts of business from 2 p.m. in the afternoon through till 10 p.m. at night. Yeah. Like that, that you can't really, that, that obviously you can put a price on that, but that's just ridiculous that that value is able to be generated. And then when you think about a, a gig or a concert, there is, we've suffered with the pandemic. Everyone's suffered, but Spurs' trajectory has been significantly slowed. Yeah. Significantly slowed by it. Um, and I do agree. Sorry, go that, that, that's a good point though, Hensley. Spurs really made a big deal about we're going to match day savings. We're going to do a lot on that. We're going to we're going to build it and people will come before the game and they'll spend hours there and then they'll spend hours there afterwards. And that's something Arsenal did when they built the Emirates. They 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 said, right, we want to take a, do a lot on match day takings. But the problem with the problem with the Emirates is it's in Islington where you can go to, you know, people go to, they have a bar, they love their, you know, they go to a bar. Spurs people, you know, Spurs supporters wanted to go to the stadium. They wanted to go and, and it's a nice environment to be in. It's huge. It's, you know, the biggest bar in Europe or something, you know, and it's worked. And that, you know, as much as we can moan about what's happening on the pitch, I think off it, it's still very, as Flav said, it might not be two, one year, it might not be two years, but the club is in a good position to be, a big player in global football. Let's go back onto the pitch then. Um, starting lineup to take on Everton and formation. Um, what would you like it to be? What what would what would you hope that we see? Um, from what I can tell, it's only Doherty and Davis that are still out. Um, so uh, with that in mind, I, let's I go. Hugo and go. back in. So there you go. That's your big one already, Jude. Straight and out of our back in. It's got to be in, man. I, I know, just don't of... see how. I don't see who else can they can play alongside Roden, who's suddenly first choice now. Um, that's going to calm everything down. <laughs> I, I don't know. Adebayo or Dyer, Reguilon and Noria. That's that. That would be my bet line. I, th- I think the only one I'd change there is Dyer. But it, for who? I, I'd, I'd probably start persevering with Roden personally. No, but that's just, uh, that's just he, hasn't, he hasn't done anything wrong and that probably deserves to to be in the side Dyer has done a lot wrong it's just I was thinking it just in terms of experience we're on the ropes a lot a little bit now mm. it'll be good to um uh just have a little bit of sort of experience and and calmness about it doesn't mean they won't concede but it just mm. I, it just makes me feel better in my head with them for but I'll be happy I want Toby back <clears throat> ultimately yeah big time mm. and I wouldn't be surprised to see Jaff right back to be honest just be- just because of uh, a lot of Everton's threat tends to come down that that left side for them, and if we have a more defensive fullback in Jaffet, I think it makes sense. But I'd like to see Aurier. Yeah, Luca Dean was very good against us in the first time round. I mean, Luca yeah. Dean was a good player, full mm-hmm. stop. But um, if if we went to the midfield three, um, do yeah. people enjoy the midfield three that we had in the first half last week? Yeah, I think that works against a, a, a. It worked against a decent United team. I think it works against an Everton side who, by the sounds of it, are going to have a bit of a uh, disjointed midfield, or if not, maybe their first choice midfield. I think it has the quality to to turn them over. Yeah, I think it in theory could be Sigurds and Davis and a Wobi. So Undombele, Hoybier, and Lacelso have the legs on them and the quality on them, and 
you know, again, it's all in theory. In theory, that's a bit. Mm. Um, it's a very good midfield three. If you just out of out of context of Tottenham, if you look, saw that midfield of those three, you go, oh boy, that's a very good midfield. Like, yeah, it's the one we all wanted to see, right? Mm. But it just yeah. it hasn't quite. As it hasn't worked, there was patches like we said in the, the Man United game, which was looking really nice and very mm. tidy. Um, but but uh, you know, the results when they're free of play together have been pretty shocking. Yeah. If they can get a good press going, I think that is such a good midfield three. It's just that one video that got shared on social from against United where you know I just passed it through <laughs> that midfield three very easily and suddenly they were like in on goal. And it was Jude, just like, I, I think the thing was right, that, that that was what I was saying to you guys in the first half. That's how it felt with the with the Spurs press in the first half, or the idea of us pressing. I think starting position-wise, the Spurs players started forward. But we didn't look like we were organised enough to know how to actually do, like the idea mm-hmm. of of pressing. You know, it takes mm-hmm. a lot of infrastructure and it takes a lot of organisation. And I kind of felt like United just they just seemed to find it so easy to, to yeah. kind of walk for it. It was just a couple of like one two touch passes, and they were suddenly progressed right the way through the field. And like, what's going on in? But I mean, Seemed like yeah, a lot, a lot. Well, a lot of the time, like the midfield players were when they'd gone to press the ball and the ball went past them, they were like looking around and going, Oh, gesturing. I'm just, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no one else is there. You're supposed to be right on them, and they're just, No, there's a massive space. Okay, all right. I've well, got, they're charging away on goal now. <laughs> I've got a feeling we're going to see a similar tactical approach now to the League Cup because there's a finite, what well, it's a two games before the League Cup final now. Mourinho needs to get that right because obviously that'll be the defining factor of the season. Uh, I think I think we'll probably see quite a defense. I don't think we'll press them basically, Jude, is what I'm saying. I think we're gonna see no, I, I think we're gonna see exper- like experiments for the League Cup, which let's be honest, we're not exactly gonna go and play City off the park in the League Cup final. We're not gonna be with that false nine mind. progressive fullbacks. <laughs> what do you mean? With oh, sorry, Jude. With that in mind, then I'm assuming that you think Hunter Lucas stays in the side. Definitely. I actually thought, and again, I thought it was all right against United. I thought it was quite quite tidy for the first half, and then. Uh, and I then quite he, like Lucas as a ten. I think Lucas's best games have been for us this season when he's just been busy in behind Harry Kane. Literally, the last thing in the world I'd ever think I, 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 I'd I'd want to hear is Lucas Moore in a number ten, and but he ha- it, it, it's weirdly working in in, mm. in a way. I mean. It's not like no one's going to buy him to play number 10 outside of Spurs, but it has at times had an element of chaos. And that's what Lucas Moore is. He's complete chaos mm. when he gets the ball. It's, and in the same way, kind of like at times Sissoko was when he used to run, you know, you just cause chaos. There's no real structure to where he's running. All <laughs> arms and legs. Yeah, but in that instance, sometimes to, to break a shape, a defensive line or to pull people out of shape, you have to do something that's not expected. Mm. And, uh, you know, he does, he does, he does, he does offer that. And he does create opportunity and space because of it. So hard, hard to defend against someone who doesn't know what they're going to do. With the exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Paulinho was another one who ca- yeah. caused cr- um, chaos. Sissoko, a chaos creator as well. So it's, mm. it's not a bad tactic. It's not one that you're going to build your team around, but in terms of, you know, create like against the Man City side someone like that might actually create opportunity where there otherwise would be none because they're the most organised team 
probably I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah possibly ever. And then I throwing... assume that if we go Lucas, then it's Sonny and Kane. It's the Golden um, Boys. Just to finish up, one of our critiques the other day was lack of substitutions um, or, or, the, or the wrong substitutions at the wrong time. Um, is there a case to be made for anyone on the bench that they should be starting? Start, starting... Probably not. Um, I mean, obviously, we all just think the Gareth Bale thing is done, right? Apparently, we're, we're probably not going to see it. Deli Ali, he's probably done. Um, Stephen Bergwijn, is he dead? I've not seen him. I've not even seen him. <laughs> uh, honestly, and then Harry Winks, you can assume that. Uh, I mean, you can see who uh, who has been outed by Mourinho now, basically. They're all and really it, good players, though. Yeah, yeah. I'd, well, lo- I'd love to see more Gareth Bale, but I don't think we're going to get... I'd love to see more Delhi. I'm really missing Delhi at the moment. Like, we're talking about chaos. <laughs> like, I, I I, enjoy knowing when Delhi's on the pitch, there is something like... like There's a moment, isn't there, yeah. in every game for him? It's yeah. just... He's kind of chaos. is so slow. <laughs> it's like, that's, that's why I like Stephen Bovine, though. What, what chaos? Again, he's a young guy who's who's still. You know, <laughs> when we signed him, the 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 journalist from uh, the Netherlands said he's the quickest player, one of the quickest players in the league, but he's so raw. And it, I don't know. I think a lot of Spurs fans expected him to just be this finished product, but you have to persevere with it. And it, the, the fact that he's not getting any game time is is I don't know. It's, I, I, I think it's disappointing and kind of pointless because he's not going to progress as a player if we just don't play him at all well hopefully get some uh, a look in this friday i mean there's limited games left to go into the end of the season there's going to be a fan, uh, fascinating pod to do. <laughs> a fascinating <laughs> pod to do when we get to that point in the end of the season and we sort of start to assess like what's coming next it does it does feel like there's going to be a bit of sliding doors moment but uh in the meantime thank you so much to flav been great to have you on mate pleasure that was really good fun that was a really really good laugh today and thanks dude thanks hunter sorry to sean sorry to dan who we <laughs> slagged off a few times <laughs> uh, don't worry they'll be back again on monday i hope if we can convince them by back clause um and uh yeah enjoy the spurs game against everton it's on friday night so even if it's not a good one hopefully it doesn't ruin all of your weekend see you next time what a feeling what a night Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.